You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I think this tshuva is a very beautiful one, and I think it deals with two interesting issues that are interconnected. Issues of, of Kibbet Ava'eim, and the other issue is the issue of who can become part of a minion. So let's take a look here. This is from Reb Chaim David Alevi, who, as we've said, uh, was one of the premier um, uh, Sephardi poskim in Eretz Yisrael, a former chief. He was the chief rav of Tel Aviv. He never, he, he had his sights to become the chief rabbi. The Rishon Lutzion never occurred. Listen to this question. He says, I've got your letter. And he says, I received the letter, Kibalta b'moado. I received the letter on Yontif. And because it was Yontif, of course, as you know, I couldn't answer you until now. But I want to answer you uh, in the following way. Let's repeat what your question was. And this was the question that was asked. With Meishnatayim, too, before two years ago, my father started davening in a shul. It was a shul that had closed. And why it had closed? Somewhere near to Israel, the shul closed because from people had moved out. And then my father started davening there. He was the chazan. He was the balkore. And then they were able to get barely a minion. He said, my father is taking a lot of satisfaction from that. A lot of satisfaction being able to actually, his father was probably not a rov, but here his father was able to read the Torah and become a person who was making a difference in a community. Now, what is his question then? He says, I know who Davin's there. Most of the people who are davening there, he says, um, there's maybe six or eight people who are part of a pool who are datiyim kubuim, who are actually people who are religious in a, in a way that we can say they're from. The other people that come into the shul are not religious and they're machal Shabbos, maybe even they get there. I think this fellow was saying to Rav Chaim Dovid Alevi, I don't think a person who's not religious, you should allow to complete a minion. But my father's asking me, my father is asking me to come there. My father's asking me to come there to complete the minion. So now there's a mitzvah of keep it off. However, on the other point, it bothers me. The minion is made up from people who aren't religious, who don't keep Shabbos. So I told my father this. And he says, my father was Salai. My father got upset at me. I'm a yeshiva bocher. To me, I want to dive in a spiritual place. The father said, okay. I think it's important to come and help this show. But let's ask the Rav. Let's ask a Rav. Let's ask Rav Chaim David Alevi. And if it's halachically incorrect for you to be part of a minion, that the minion is made up of Machal Shabbos, then I'm going to stop davening here too. And now, of course, the son is worried. <laughs> because if the father doesn't daven there anymore, the show is going to close. Because the father is the active force that brings the people there. He helps make the minion every week. 
He says, what should I do? He says, I'm only home once every four weeks. But those four weeks, there turns out to be a sikhsuch in the family, whether he should come or not. Very real drama and a lot of, I think, some interesting questions, and we'll see how it was navigated. So the first thing Reb Chaim Levi tells us is that when we look in Shulchan Aruch about who cannot be part of a minion, if we look in Simen Nunei in Shulchan Aruch, it says, the Beis Yosef quotes the, uh, the, the Rishon, the Sefer Amanig, Rab, uh, Avram Ibn Yarchi from Provence, from uh, Provence. Yarchi was uh, the city also of Lunel in, uh, in, 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 in France. Southern France. Adam Shuavaryan, the Lonadu Akalmeatzlam. There's a person who does have eros, but they didn't take the step to remove him from the community. Even though obviously it was a period when they could have, he can become a part of a minion. And he's chayiv in all mitzvahs. Where do we know it from? Amalchen. Ochen, the Gemara says, had done, had gone against the community. He had taken from the city of Yericho. And Chazal say that a person does Averos, he's still a Yisrael. Now, why? Because he still has Kedusha's Yisrael completely. Now, even though he still has Kedusha's Yisrael, if they decide to take the step of putting him into Cheyrim, of saying he can't be connected to the community. He cannot interact with the community. So then he cannot be part of a minion. Because as, as the, uh, the Sefer Amonic writes, then what, did the, what was the Cheyrim? If basically, because they don't go into his butcher shop, or they don't play checkers with him, but he shows up in the minion and he's part of the shul, then they haven't really affected anything. Okay. So now, so what do you see, Rav Halevi says? You see from this Rishon, which is the source in the Shulchan Aruch of who you can add to your minion. The point is, is that it's someone who has not only done an Averis, not only an Averyan, but Shenadu, that he's also clearly been warned and did it brazenly. The community considered it an affront to either their rabbi or to their morals or to their ideas. And because of that, he can't be part of the minion. Now, says Halevi, it's because of the Nidui, not because of the Avera. So let's say for some reason they have he's done something terrible, but they have not yet determined that he's going to be out of, the, out of bounds. He's going to be in excommunicado. So he can still come to the minion. Um, and he talks about, um, right, now. Okay, now. So that's one proof. So first of all, in other words, just because you're not, a, just because you're Machal Shabbos, doesn't mean you can't be part of a minion at this point. Who can be part of a minion? Someone who has, the community has rejected. Then he quotes, Halevi quotes another Rishon, the Rashpa, Shoma ben Aderet, who the Beis Yosef also quoted. What does it say? Mi shenadu al avera ena mitzdar flasora. 
Someone who, because of an Avera, he has been excommunicated, can't be part of the minion, that's the same. But also, he can't be part of his imun. Because if a person is an Avaryan, ain't mezabnen aleim. Now, the Rashba now has the other thing. Does that mean anybody who you put in Cheyrim cannot be part of his imun? The Rashba disagrees with what we saw before. He says, let's say somebody, they put him in Cheyrim or they excommunicated him because of some money issue that he refuses to pay with everyone else in the community. He says that is not that type of Cheyrim wouldn't exclude him from ritual. The Rashba says it's a combination. It has to be an Avera, plus they decided to act on it. An Avera meaning something between him and God, not just he didn't want to pay what the community, he didn't give money to the community chest. So the Rashba is not exactly like the Manig, however he understands that. The Manig says it's all about, are you part of the community or not? Rashba says that it's the Avera which led to the excommunication. So therefore, he says, based on these two earliest sources, it would seem a Machal Shabbos can be part of a minion, can help make the minion. Then he quotes a third, and this is one of the later Rishonim, it's Rabbi Yitzchak ben Sheishas, also known as Profe Duran. He was one of the Rabbonim that left uh, uh, Spain for North Africa, became the Rav in Algiers. Famously, never learned Arabic, he never learned Arabic, but uh, he was the rabbi till his death there, and uh, he authored many, many important shuvas, Yitzhak ben Sheishas. 1397, of course, was the um, was the first Inquisition when he uh, was expelled from Spain to Morocco. So what does he write? He says, Someone who's done an Avera, but but he has not, the community has not determined that we're kicking him out. I've never seen a source to say that he can't be part of a minion. Okay, so he says, I've got three proofs already. So therefore, now, I've got three proofs already, he says, that a Machal Shabbos should be part of a minion. Now, where do we have a source that Machal Shabbos can't be part of a minion? Where does it come from? The, the earliest source that Halevi can find is uh, Rabbi Yosef Tumim, the Prima Godim. The Prima Godim, the Prima Godim becomes, uh, is a sefer that was written in the latter part of the 18th century. In other words, in the mid-late 1700s. Er, he, he was in the mid-1700s, later 1700s. I think he lived around until 1815 or 1819. But anyway, what does the Prima Godim write? Rabbi Yosef Tumim. He says, if a person is a mumer lavoda zara and lachalu shabbos, so obviously that turns him based on other sources in the Talmud. That's like a non-Jew. How can you starve a non-Jew? A person who doesn't keep shabbos is like a non-Jew. 
Now, even though the Prima Godim knows that the three sources we just brought said that if you're a Balaveri, you're still part of a minion, the Prima Godim writes, that's only if the reason why he's doing these Averos, even, even though they haven't yet excommunicated him, is because he's a Baltaivel, the Teyavon. But if it hadn't been for that, not. In other words, if he's a person who, at the time of the Prima Godim, this had already become uh, somewhat normal behavior, not somewhat, but there were Jews who acted this way, but who threw off the yoke of belief and said, I don't care. It's not because I can't get kosher. It's because I don't care about kosher. I don't believe in it. This is that type of person who can't be mitzvahed to a big Because that's not a mumer l'teyavon. He's doing it because he's, he feels God is wrong. Judaism is incorrect. For whatever it is. Um, in fact, although in Orachayim, the Rabbi Yosef Cairo doesn't talk about this, but in Yoridea, when we talk about who can be a shochet, the, the Rabbi Yosef Cairo writes as part of Shulchan Aruch that someone who is a mumer lahachis, he knows it's wrong. He does it anyway, not because of any financial gain, no matter what it is, or if he's machal Shabbos, even for financial gain, seemingly, or avodizara, so then we don't take from his shkita. So if that's true, it would seem that the Rabbi Yosef told him as a case that a machal Shabbos cannot be part of a minion based on that. So therefore, someone who's queer in apikoris or a mumer lahachis, you can't be mitzvah for avodizara. Okay, so now the question is, how are we going to treat these Machalei Shabbos that we are dealing with? So I'm going to skip a little bit over here. It does get a little bit complicated. So, therefore... Let's take a look at our case. You said that these individuals are not religious and are Machal Shabbos. Well, seems like a Machal Shabbos, you cannot make part of a minion. But then I looked at your question again. You seem to say that this shul is going to close. I don't, and then whatever city it was, there wouldn't be a shul if this shul wouldn't be here. There are six or eight people who do keep Torah mitzvahs, but that's not enough to make them in. They have to bring in four others. The four or five, whoever they bring in, are Machal Shabbos. What's going to happen, Halevi says? If this would be a normal situation, I would say the Prima Godim is right. I'm not going to split hairs about Machal Shabbos. But now this psak is going to close a shul. And if it closes a shul, this doesn't mean that the shul closed. It also means the eight or nine people, the six or eight people, the older men, perhaps, who are living in this neighborhood. This is their only, this is where they come to Davin. This is what they've kept up. This is with the way a posek asks. Right, so this is not about Kiruv, uh, Yonatan. This is about looking at this shul. It's, you want to call it a dying shul. 
but there's still people who would use it. We need to have a cooler here. Um, I haven't, he says, I looked around and I didn't see speaking specifically about this. What most people are talking about is that it's a normal shul and you make the minion with, a, with someone who doesn't keep Torah mitzvahs. But here, it's more than the fact, what are we going to do today? Everybody went, uh, remember, everybody went to the barbecue and nobody's here today. Can we bring in the Russian fellow who doesn't really keep, uh, who came and, and doesn't, uh, the Russian immigrant who doesn't really keep the Shabbos? Should we bring him in here and have him sit there and be the, uh, the, be the minion? That's not what this case is. This case is about the identity of this community, about the identity of this shul. And if we don't allow it, the the base Knesset is going to close. The Tamid will be, will will stop. The carbon Tamid is gone. This is difficult for me to accept. So, what are we going to say? (laughs) Yes. What about Ahavad Israel? Even though he's, uh, he doesn't believe in uh, right. and all that, but if you bring him, he may, he may get closer. That's true. But we know Moshe, he was Machal Shabbos, maybe to get there. Maybe he was Machal Shabbos on his way. You're right. You, you want to say, you're, you're saying a chidush. You want to say, and Rav Moshe Feinstein says something like this, that maybe now he stopped being a Machal Shabbos. Now that he's in shul, he's no longer Machal Shabbos. I think that's, is that what you're trying to say? That, and also, uh, if you show him that you love him and you uh, care for him, for him being with you, he may be actually become a right. Shomer Okay, so, so you're, the second thing that you're saying means let's not tell him that he can't be part of the minion because that will turn him off. But the question is, is it really a minion with him? You're right. In terms of uh, go explaining the the pure halacha, like the prima godim to him, you're right. Might be what says, I don't want to be from ever. I can't be part of the minion. Maybe if you show him he can be part of the minion, eventually he'll he'll change and become a religious person. Well, Rab, what did Hashem told the Malachim about Ishmael? Ba'asher Husham. Ba'asher Husham, he's not making any Hilul Shabbat right, right now. Right, so that's, that's the first time. That's like Rav Moshe Feinstein. And right now, we look at him, what's going on. But again, that's Rav Moshe's way of looking at it, I think is, is, is beautiful, but it is a little bit naive, correct? Because we know that he's got the car keys dangling, right? You know, it's, 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 a hundred percent. So let's take a look. Let's see what, what he says. So he says, um, what does it mean to be Machau Shabbos? Machau Shabbos means Bifarhesya. What does Bifarhesya mean? Farhesya means in front of 10 people. Now, does people, have, have 10 people seen him drive to Shul? Have 10 people seen him Machau Shabbos? Now it's true, some say it doesn't mean 10 people see him, but 10 people know that he's doing an Aveira. So that's also called Farhesya. So, in other words, bifnei asara doesn't mean ten know or that he did it in front of ten people. 
he says, if you look at the language, the language is Mechal Shabbat Bifnei Asara. Bifnei sounds like it had to have been in a public place where there were 10 Jews who saw it. Now, um, in fact, the famous Rav of, in Germany, the Binyan Sion, Rabbi Yaakov Etlinger wrote that Farhesia means 10 Jews saw him be Machal Shabbos and they were all together. It wasn't that it was, an, it was like a maimad of 10 people. It's not just that 10 people know or that he walked past and 10 people saw him on the road, one on one corner and nine on different corners. It was in front, it was an act done in front of 10 people. So based on the fact that there is such a svaro, that it has to be 10 and one shot, it could be none of those people in the show ever does it, did it in front of 10 people in one shot. Now, that, now, maybe you're going to say, okay, so what have you gained? There are some shitas that, oh, they're not really called Makalei Shabbos. But others say they are Makalei Shabbos. And according to the ones that say they are, they are called a Makalei Shabbos, so what have we gained by by making the minion and making the Shemone Esrei and saying the Baruch Hu and bringing out the Torah? So he says there's another Svara here we can use because there's one of the Rishonim, the Tashbets. He was, by the way, a uh, friend of the Rivosh. Many times, the one I mentioned before, uh, he actually argued with them a lot. Uh, he, um, he, that was uh, Shimon ben Semach Duran. Uh, there was the, uh, and he actually um, did learn Arabic, <laughs> unlike uh, Yitzhak ben Sheshis. And he writes that it could, based on the fact that it says, Bacharish Ubekotzer Tishpos, that what is the action that really says Machavo Shabbos Befarhesia when you're a farmer working in the field? That's the one that's like the biggest slap in the face. That's where you're called a Machavo Shabbos Befarhesia when you do field work. If uh, turning on an oven, getting into a car, driving a car might not be considered Machavo Shabbos Befarhesia according to the Rashbats. Now, the other thing he wants to say is, and this is a, an important thing, all the Rishonim who spoke about it, even the Primagodim who spoke about it, was in a period where everyone knew, right? At the, at the latter part of the 18th century, the ones who threw off Judaism were taught how important Torah was. They threw it off. And, and, the, and the people who were Machau Shabbos were the minority. But that's not the way it is now. What do we see? How much Chilul Shabbos there is. And most of them don't understand what does it mean that something is usher from the Torah. There is no Bezdin. There is no Korban Chattis. And let's take another Svara here. They are coming to Shul. And they want to be part of a minion. Maybe it's because of this boy's father. But still, you can't say they don't want to be Jews. You can't say that they are being moraid. So, and it, and maybe you could say they have a din ula. He says maybe they're like the tinok shenishba. 
And he says, the Chazanish says something similar. And therefore, using all these tainas together, he says, I'm going to allow that minion to happen, and it's called a kosher minion, for all those reasons. He doesn't say what Moshe Eliezer said based on Rav Moshe, but he has other svaros. Again, what were they? Number one, it wasn't in front of ten people. So it's not Machal Shabbos Bivaresya. Number two, there are shitas that old, it's only called Machal Shabbos if it's Avodas Karka. Number three, who says that the act is just as bad as it was at the time the postkim codified it? When the postkim codified it, that was in a period that Chilul Shabbos was the indicator. Don't you know that's what the essence of being a Jew is? Don't you know how Chomer Shabbos is? Today, people don't know. Even though they know there's Haredim and they know how the Haredim scream about Shabbos, being raised in a non-Haredi home, being raised in a Roshan home, being raised in a home where you go fast and loose in these dinam, that means you, you have a din of a tinok shanishpa. It's like you don't really understand and we call you an onus and we allow you to be part of the minion. And we allow you to make the minion. So now let's talk about the other thing, about the kibbutz. He says, you know, that you give your father big nachas ruach when you daven with him in shul. But it's more than that. You're not just helping your father. You have the schus of the rabbim that now there is going to be a minion there, that it's not going to close. And here comes what Moshe Yezada was saying. Maybe by the fact that there's a minion and they know there's a minion every week or every Shabbos at least, this will change them. Because look what he says. We're living in a period of tshuva. That's the period we're living in. A period of tshuva. A period of tshuva. And therefore, it's a period that we need to look for tshuva to happen. Now, obviously, this is a bidiyevid psak. If you can't find other bachram like yourself who are willing to go and make the minion of Shomitara Mitzvah. Now, if you can find other boys to come with you, other people, that would be the best. All of us, not just those people there, with fun of. So that's the psak of Rechaim David Alevi. Uh, very, uh, I, I believe, uh, it's a, a, a paradigm of how a posik should look at a situation and how you look at the community and how <laughs> issues of Kibirav as well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 